my friends, family, and chosen family, welcome. My name is Andrea Davidson, and aside from the fact that I had to take on a few in-between-the-good-times food industry jobs to pay the rent, I have been a professional musician for most of my life. In the hustle of the record, the publishing and production deals, touring and trying to find my place in the industry, I was quietly dealing with a list of perpetual chronic health issues that catalyzed me to question whether or not what I'd been told by doctors my whole life was actually true. Does diet affect the way I feel and look? Could I actually reverse my chronic health issues and improve my mental health through nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle changes? Does the way I'm thinking about myself and the world around me actually affect my reality? And do I have the capacities to positively change that perspective and therefore my reality? Absolutely. All right. So I'm officially the proud owner of Be Well Natural Health Store here in downtown Rogersville, Tennessee. And this podcast is intended to be a resource of empowering information for you. No matter if you live in the area or if you're a part of our online community, whether you're looking to take your first step towards better health or your 10,000th, Be Well welcomes you. Hey, everybody. Well, when I decided I wanted to dive into this topic, jealousy as a navigational tool, I went online to see if there were any great quotes reflecting the sentiment. And, gosh, I mean, I found a lot of similar themes, ideas, words around this emotion we all have to encounter in ourselves at some point or another. And they were things like, they want to see you do good, but never better than them. Remember that. Or like, you can be the moon and still be jealous of the stars. Don't worry about people who aren't happy for you. They aren't happy for themselves either. And jealousy is a mental cancer. It's a waste of time. Run from it. Ignore it, etc., etc. Blah, blah, blah. That's sort of the standardized perspective, which is fine. But I actually would like to take just a few minutes today to talk about the potential lighter, brighter side of jealousy. Because I believe, from my own experience, that there can be one. I guess my intention here is to put out an invitation to think about jealousy in a different way. And that way is that jealousy is a natural feeling that rises up in all of us and can actually be a gift if we choose to, instead of run away from it, dive into it, understand its roots, integrate it into our lives, and use it as a tool to become better to become a better person, to become better at whatever it is we're wanting to do and create in this world. When I was in Nashville, it was easy to notice feelings of jealousy, of course. There were a number of girls working towards rising up in the industry at the same time I was, and yeah, I mean, the feelings of jealousy popped up often. It isn't a sexy thing to admit, but it is the truth, you know, and and it wasn't really with one girl in particular, but it was with a lot, a lot of girls. And I, I began to get curious and, and notice a theme uh, with all of these girls. They were doing different things, but there were some similarities. And it was with the girls who seemed to have a true sense of freedom they were sort of resting in perpetually. It was 
a kind of freedom in their skin and surrounding who they were and they just had a community of people around them who loved them protected them uh, in terms of like a business team they were putting out songs that felt authentic and made a mark without seeming to have compromise in them in terms of just artistic integrity they were in their flow and for so many of these women I watched doors fly open you know and it's taken me years to realize that I didn't want what they had. It was really, my, my spirit was calling me to integrate things they were doing into my own life. When I, when I first started making music, when I was young, young, 17, 18, 19, early 20s, uh, back in Madison, Indiana, where I grew up, and in Louisville, where I ended up going back to, and that's where I was born, actually, I, I was constantly creating community around my shows. I was playing all the time and I was going to other people's shows and creating events and it was just super social and creative. And by the time I got to Nashville, I was kind of I was kind of still in my I would say my most unhealthy phase of life mostly mentally. I mean, physically too. I was scared of everything. I was scared of food. I was scared of connecting with people. I was, I was isolating a lot. I had things that I, I was really trying to heal, you know, and so I was just kind of in the thick of it and, and I was hiding out. So me not going out or being social was, uh, Well, I would lie to myself. I told myself it's because I wanted to get up early and write, which for a few years, that was the case. I really did. I was wanting to go to bed early and get up early. But once I got to Nashville, I I wanted to keep writing, but I think I was using that as a front to hide out because I was struggling with my health physically and mentally. I was very much in a fearful state rather than a loving one, so I didn't you know, I didn't really have a strong network of people I was supporting or being supported by in Nashville. I was just writing and writing and writing. And of course, you're going to get a pat on the back for that. If you're if you're signed to a publishing company or a label or whatever, that's what they want you to do right all the time. I was using it sort of to mask a sickness. It, It became unhealthy. It was at first, but by the time I was in Nashville and signed, it wasn't healthy. And of course, the writing process became stale and the self-loathing and health issues magnified. And then so did the desire to be someone else and not be trapped in my own body. That's what it felt like. I felt like I was trapped, you know. So what the jealousy was showing me was that there were things I needed to implement in my own life that I was missing. I was I was really depriving myself of. And the doing of those things could have freed me from my own cage that I built for myself. My own cage of not enoughness. I also realized upon reflection that there was a part of me that wasn't really feeling authentic in the things I could and couldn't say through songs when I was signed. As soon as I figured out I wanted to do music, my intention was to use it as a tool to speak truth and catalyze awakenings, you know, little ones and big ones um, across the globe. You know, that was my big dream. 
I wanted to speak out for peace and against war. I wanted to call out corruption of power and sing spiritual songs that make people feel closer to God or long to be closer to God. I found myself not entirely but largely filtering those things out, attempting to choose songs that were authentic and true, but also primarily marketable, right? So really what I wanted to do is I kind of wanted to raise hell, or maybe more accurately, I wanted to raise heaven. (laughs) I didn't realize how much for me, my spirit needs to not have any one person or corporation's thumb pushing down on me. And as I've made the transition into doing what I really, really want to, like saying yes to my yes, not what other people think my yes should be. <laughs> I notice such a difference in my energy. It's, it's, it's remarkable. So the last thing I'll say that I think is cool to think about in regards to wanting what somebody else has is just remembering that when someone has something great or is doing something great, we can cultivate within ourselves something that frees us from the cage. And that is the practice of acknowledging this person's greatness. Wow. I am so inspired by what he or she is doing. Maybe even reaching out to that person directly and telling them, wow, you're doing so great. You're just really motivating me. You're really inspiring me. Keep up the great work. This is like a this is medicine for for if you're feeling poisoned by jealousy this is literally like medicine because the bottom line here is that there is an abundance of room in this world for all of us to be great and feeling like someone else's greatness in the world leaves less room for you is a lie that is massively limiting and you know Bottom line here, too, is that it's our choice to believe or not believe this lie. And as I always say on this podcast, every single moment is a chance to begin what you've believed before does not have to be what you believe now or or in the future. So I'll tell you, all my insecurities completely trapped me in the first half of my life with these types of beliefs, but... My world became so much more interesting when I chose to believe there's room for everybody to be great. And furthermore, I learned through experience that authentically encouraging others to to find and express and live in their greatness, it only helps me shine more in my own life authentically as well. So... In closing, you know, I was thinking since I couldn't find the quote I was looking for, I'm just going gonna, gonna to put my own be well quote out there. And I will say it like this. Something you are jealous of in another can actually be a calling for cultivation of that very thing within yourself and your own life. Couple that inner cultivation with appreciation for the person who catalyzed the jealousy, plus the knowing that there's room in this world for us all to shine and you will undoubtedly witness the door to your self-made cage swinging wide open. Ah, that feels good. Maybe a little long, but ah, it's perfect. Okay, I'm going to close it out with a demo. This song is called Revamp and hope you enjoy. Lyrics are always in the show notes.
Okay. Be well. Bye for now. Laughed and played it cool and I Bet she's been called that